Rebel Yell Podcast, Trib Live High School Sports Network. We are getting you ready for championship weekend Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So I guess it's technically extended weekend. Um, 12 WPL championship games, nine, or actually 11 of which can be heard at tribhssn.triblive.com, audio only. But we're still thrilled to be there and be part of the excitement that is the finals at the Peterson Event Center. University of Pittsburgh always does a uh, tremendous job hosting that one-of-a-kind event. No Chris Harlan, Kyle Dawson. He is the Manny Mota of uh, the HSSN. Do you know I'll who? Try to, uh, Manny Mota. I don't know who that is, but I'll, right. I'll try to hold up to the doctor Chris Harlan's uh, reputation here if I can. Or, or or sink down to his reputation, whichever exactly. the case may be. <laughs> whichever one you want to call it. Manny Mota long before your day. In fact, he was uh, aging out when I was young. So he was a legendary pinch hitter for the L.A. Dodgers. And that's my only reference I ever use when it comes to <laughs> pinch hitters. So there you go. Fair enough. Um, all right. A lot of excitement through three rounds. We get ready and hope that there's a lot more uh, coming up with the six boys basketball title games, two on Thursday, two on Friday, and two on Saturday. We're going to start in Class A, looking back at uh, the quarters and the semis. Um, it's the top two seeds making their way to the uh, championship finals. Imani Christian, one went away from repeating as Class A champs. Uh, they annihilated West Green in the quarterfinals, 60-26. to 26. And then R.J. Sledge, big game, 28 points as they roll big over Union in a rematch of last year's title game, 101-67. They go up against a familiar foe, Neighborhood Academy, the number two seed. Bulldogs defeated Aquinas Academy in the quarters, 79-56. Uh, Kedron Gilmore, he had 19 points in the quarters, 20 points in the semifinals, Courtney Wallace with 18 as Neighborhood Academy ousted Rochester, uh, 62-41. Two wins, uh, Kyle, for both of these teams since they had first-round buys, and both were dominant victories. Yeah, and, and I haven't seen much of 1A, but I, I did have the 1A championship game last year with Imani and Union, and obviously uh, Maluk is, is gone for Imani Christian, but Sledge has been awesome all year. Obviously, Neighborhood Academy has been amazing uh, this year. Courtney Wallace committed to Yale recently. Uh, RJ Sledge obviously is going to get a ton of looks. Nate Brazil, Avery Wesley have all been really good for uh, that ball club and uh, would expect a lot of firepower for those two teams. It's two offenses that can score the ball really well. And putting up 101 points in a high school game is extremely impressive. I saw TJ score 99 in their final regular season game against Thomas Jefferson. It seemed like nothing would, wouldn't fall for Thomas Jefferson that night. Uh, but I'm on, he's averaging around 63 a game. Uh, neighborhood academy out of the same section so they've already played twice this is a, a rubber match of sorts and i'm on won both but um should be a good one i think in the 1a championship game you're going to have a lot of talent on the floor and and that uh, obviously is going to help to kick things off and that's one of the games we'll have on on hssn yeah the lid lifter thursday 5 p.m start uh for Imani christian against neighborhood academy the rest of the state playoff field out of class a is set Five teams. Uh, Union is going to be the number three team. Rochester, four. And Monesson, um, they earned the fifth seed. They beat Carlinton 
in a win in your end game. So they get the fifth seed and the final team out of the, the WPIL for the PIAA playoffs, which begin next weekend. All right, let's go to boys class 2A now, where one verse two, once again, survived through the brackets. We call it shock. Aliquippa, the top seed, the defending champs, um, 76-50 winners over Sarah Catholic in the quarterfinals. Josh Pratt has had quite a postseason. Mm. He had 11 points in the first round, 24 points in the victory over Sarah Catholic, 26 points in the semifinals. They beat Fort Cherry 55-36. to 36. Greensburg Central Catholic, they've been led by Tyree Turner all three games. The first round, he had 18 points. Quarterfinals, 20 points in a 18-point, or excuse me, 28-point victory over Eden Christian Academy. And then in the semifinals, he scores 21 points. Greensburg Central Catholic, 60. Northgate, 43. No rematch from uh, last year, Aliquippa Northgate, but we do get one versus two. Yeah, th- this should be a really good one, too. And I think a lot of the boys' matchups and girls' matchups, even on the other side, which you've talked about on the podcast here, will be real good, too. Um, Aliquip, obviously, Camp Lindsay, the pit football recruit, had a, a tremendous performance in the title game last year. Josh Pratt's the best player. You highlighted his playoff run. He was on Lincoln Park's team last year as a reserve. So he's over to Aliquippa in his first season. And Greensburg Central Catholic, uh, good for them because the Centurions have been close to getting down here. They've had a lot of really good teams uh, with Christian Highland over the last couple of years. And Tyree Turner's a sensational player. He averages over 20 points a game. Uh, saw them earlier. Franco Alvarez was very impressed with yeah. in the game. They played at Sarah Catholic. Uh, this should be a good one. I, I don't know that Aliquippa will go down easily. They're also looking for a 14th championship, which would tie Newcastle for the most in, in district history. So a lot on the line when Aliquippa and Greensburg Central Catholic meet up. They are in an incredible run. You know, the football success, the now the basketball success, and this year even the girls' basketball team. Um, reached the final four and is headed to the PIAA playoffs. You mentioned Christian Heidel. What a day for him mm-hmm. in the semifinals. Coaches uh, uh, the Centurions to a big victory over Northgate earlier in the day, was there for the birth of his daughter. So congratulations to the Highlands um, on their success on and off of the basketball court. Um, two-way consolation games uh, are set for Wednesday. We're taping this Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday evening. Uh, for third place, it will be Fort Cherry uh, at Northgate. Uh, for fifth place, uh, Bishop Canavan will visit Jeanette. And uh, for seventh place, in an, in in or winning your in out in, or losing your out, confusing consolation rounds. <laughs> Sarah Catholic hosting Eden Christian Academy. That's a 7 p.m. start. Uh, one will go to the states. One will not that uh, Aliquippa Greensburg Central Catholic game will be on Saturday afternoon, 1 p.m. tip for that one. All right, 3A. It has not been easy for the defending champion Deer Lakes Lancers top seed this year. Um, They cruised to a victory in round one, needed overtime and perhaps uh, a little break on a no call. To defeat Elwood City uh, in overtime in the quarterfinals, 39-38. Uh, Billy Schaefer, 12 points to lead the Lancers in that round. And then in the 
uh, semifinals overtime again. Uh, Deer Lakes knocks off Nishanik 84-73. Wayne Love and Evan Moore with 23 points for Deer Lakes. They have the experience, but Burl, maybe fate on their side. Maybe they are the Lancers of, of, uh, of last year. Burl, the number 11 seed, upset Seton LaSalle in round one. Quarterfinals, Mackie Bennis, 23 points. They upset number three, Shadyside Academy, 48-44. And in the semifinals, another upset in their belt. Uh, Bennis with 18, Tucker, Baitar with 12, Burl 51, Mohawk, the number two seed in the tournament, 34. Burl and Deer Lakes, a couple of AK Valley teams getting ready to battle for gold on Friday at 5 p.m. That's news to the Trib's ears. <laughs> we're, we're very excited <laughs> about that one, Burl and uh, Deer Lakes. I had a chance to see Burl uh, against Shadyside the second time those two teams met in, in section play. Uh, and there was a little bit of a sour taste in, in the mouth for Burl after that game. I forget who it was for Shadyside, but someone threw down a dunk with a second left, and there was, you know, the game was well and over by that point. So Burl comes back, gets a big win over them, and then kind of boat raced Mohawk the other night. Uh, Mackie Bennis, real good player, uh, impressive guard. Tucker Bitar has been really good all season, too, for a, a Burl team that, yeah, you're right, maybe Destiny is on, on their side. That's a good basketball team that played Deer Lakes tough the second time that those two teams met up. It was a, a boat race at Deer Lakes, but at Burl, it was a three-point finish. Uh, and Burl certainly has the better basketball, I think, at least on paper, going as of late. They're an 11 seed with a, a couple of big upsets. And Deer Lakes hasn't had it easy, but every, and I don't mean this is a knock, every Deer Lakes player is the same. It's a scrappy, quick, athletic, defensive-minded individual, and, and you know that staff has done a great job with that team the last couple of years. Obviously, it'll be a lot different down there this year. There's no Bryce Robson on the team. There's no uh, – some of those seniors that were on that team last year obviously were a big reason why Deer Lakes won that first championship, but – uh, that kind of style of play that Albie Fletcher has his program using and, and running and gunning and having multiple guys off the bench that can come in and spell you. And it's short little shifts here and there uh, for Deer Lakes is, has made them a formidable out in the playoffs. And that usually tends to, to ear toward you know championship success. So if Deer Lakes can play the game that it has a couple of times against Burrell this year, keep playing the game that it has for the last two years, we might be talking – back-to-back uh, -back championships for Albie Fletcher and the boys. But I, I think Burrow's going to be a tough out in this game. Uh, and obviously both will go to the state playoffs. But I, th I think this is going to be a whale of a basketball game between those two, at least has the chance to be. I, I think it's hardest to, to determine. And again, we have to wait till the end product. But uh, Deer Lakes, you know, that amazing run last year to their first ever championship, um, knocking off Our Lady of the Sacred Heart and ending their long championship run. Um, but this year's team, they lost a lot from that team uh, a year ago. You mentioned some of the names, and uh, I, don't, I think they came in flying under the radar. Yes, there's still – anytime you're a defending champ, no matter if you have everybody back or nobody back, people are gunning for you. And the fact that they have had the success they've had this year with that target on their back and with all these new players uh, speaks a lot for Coach Fletcher. He is doing a tremendous job. And they're deep. They'll go. They'll change. They'll do like a hockey change five at a time if need be. And um, they have uh, uh, a ironclad uh, constitution after a couple of overtime wins 
go their way against Elwood City and the Shannon. Two really good teams. Um, the Lancers have earned their stripes, as have the Bucks. The only double-digit team left of the 24 teams playing for gold at uh, at the Peterson Event Center uh, coming up uh, this weekend. So uh, Deer Lakes Borough, Friday at 5. The consolation games, these are all on Wednesday for third place. Neshanik will be at Mohawk, a couple of Lawrence County rivals there. Um, another battle of section foes, Shadyside Academy takes on Derry. That game at Fox Chapel at 6 o'clock is for fifth place. And win and you're in, lose and you are done. And this is sort of newsworthy because of the elite scorers involved in this game. Elwood City visits Yawk for the seventh and final seed in the 3A uh, boys tournament. Um, Roth versus Crosby. They're two of the top three uh, scorers. So if you're not doing anything Wednesday night, go check that one out. Right, Kyle? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, and we'll have that on the network, by the way. To 4A we go. Uh, one versus two. With a favorite at one, a heavy favorite at one, but nonetheless, don't count out number two, which makes this kind of intriguing. Thursday night, 9 p.m. at the Peep. Lincoln Park, everybody's favorite. Um, they have been sensational these last two years, uh, riding the coattails of uh, super junior Malik Thomas and outstanding senior Brandon Cummings. Those two have combined in the first round victory over Freeport for 53 points. They combined for 52 points in the quarterfinal win over Knock, and uh, they only had 46 points combined <laughs> in the semifinal win, 74-63 over Uniontown. Meanwhile, Peter Kramer has been the go-to man, uh, as he has been in his career, mm -hmm. first at Shadyside Academy, now at Hampton. Kramer, 24 points in the Talbot's first round win over Central Valley. He had 22 points. Liam McNogna had 28 as Hampton defeated South Allegheny, 69-40 uh, in the quarterfinals. And then Kramer drops 25 as Hampton beats Avonworth, 61-39, uh, to set up uh, one verse two, Lincoln Park against Hampton. Yeah, I think we've been talking all year, and you and I had Montour and Avonworth, and we, we talked about it a little bit, uh, second time go-around section play. Uh, and That was a really impressive win, by the way, for Hampton. I'll, yes. I'll get to in a second. But Lincoln Park has, uh, has been sensational for the last several years. I mean, we're going back five, six, seven, eight years at this point. Uh, Mikey Bariski's done a great job uh, with that program. Um, and obviously Malik Thomas and Brandon Cummings are, are the lead pace to that. But there's other guys, and there's been other guys in that program and on that roster that have been really, really good basketball players um, that are outside and don't get as much attention as Thomas and Cummings do, um, but that are really good players. And, and I haven't seen them this year, um, but I'm really excited to watch that team against the Hampton team that has a really, really good win against Avon. That's a good basketball team, the Lopes, yeah. uh, in the semifinals. And they held uh, – Rowan Carmichael isn't Malik Thomas. He isn't Brandon Cummings, but I think he's one of the best players in this district. I think there's a lot of colleges he could go to right now at the D2 or D3 level and, and be a significant scorer for those teams. So they held him to six points in the semifinals with that defense. And if, if anything, Joe Lafco will have a plan uh, when they go in to, to face this Lincoln Park team, is whether that's to try and limit 
as much as you can. You can't completely stop Malik Thomas. You're not going to completely stop him and, and Brandon Cummings. But if you can have a little bit of a plan to slow them down, Uniontown was close for a while in that Lincoln Park uh, semifinal uh, with the Raiders. So I, I would expect a good basketball game here. I don't think this is going to be a runaway uh, for Lincoln Park, but obviously uh, since day one, even going back to last year, everyone said yeah. Lincoln Park 4A is theirs to lose at this point, and it would take a monumental type upset for Lincoln Park to go down it, against a WPIL opponent. Um, maybe Hampton has something good in store for us in the 4A championship, and that'll be obviously the nightcap tomorrow. Um, excited for it uh, and definitely think Hampton has a shot. It's just a matter of how much of a shot they have and how well they can do against a, a very, very talented Lincoln Park Leopards team. Nine o'clock Thursday, the winner's the top seed out of uh, the WPIL, District 7. The loser's the number two seed. The rest of the field is set for boys 4A as far as the state playoffs. Uniontown is three, Avonworth four, North Catholic is five, South Allegheny six, and Montour defeats Knock to earn the seventh and final um, playoff state playoff berth out of District 7. All right, to uh, boys class 5A now, uh, it will be one versus two, uh, Moon against Franklin Regional. Uh, the Tigers, uh, the top seed, a 13-point victory in the quarterfinals over Fox Chapel. Um, Charlie Deppner, 22 points, leading Moon in that victory. And then the semifinals, a thriller. Kyle had the call on the network. 67-65, Elijah Guillory. Uh, 39 points uh, in leading Moon. He's had a monster year. Uh, he will be in the uh, player of the year uh, conversations once this season is put to bed. Up next for the Tigers, the Franklin Regional Panthers. Uh, Franklin Regional uh, knocked off Gateway 53-35 uh, in the quarterfinals. Um, in that game, uh, Cameron Rowe had 21 points. For the Panthers, semifinals, boy, did they put it to the uh, Shaler Titans, a very good Shaler Titan team, 68-40, to one-sided affair. Finian Hutchinson led a balanced attack with 16 points. Connor Crossy, 14. Uh, Cooper Rankin, who is very impressive on both sides of the floor for Franklin Regional, had 11 points. Panthers and Tigers, a catfight Friday night. Nine o'clock at the Pete for 5A. Yeah, Jesse Reeds. I haven't seen that Franklin Regional team this year, but Jesse's done a, a great job with that program in his first couple of seasons at the helm. And this will be the first time back for Franklin Regional in several years. Moon hasn't been there since 2019, uh, won a championship that year, um, or maybe they lost it. Either way, they've been, I, I don't remember the notes at this point, but they, they'll be back there. Um, and obviously, you know, I talked with, uh, Elijah Guillory after the game the other night and uh, Coach Palmasina and uh, the first thing he brought up two and three for Franklin Regional which is Raul and, and Rankin and how good those players are and how deep that Franklin Regional Panthers team is and it'll be a balanced attack they're going to be kind of the same as Thomas Jefferson was um, for my money and again I haven't seen Franklin so my first time seeing them will be at nine o'clock on on Friday night um but I think Moon and TJ were the best two teams in Class 5A. I've seen a lot of 5A. Um, so 
I'm excited to see if Franklin Regional can kind of live up to that bill. And, and obviously, they, they've been very good in the playoffs. They dispatched a gateway team with a ridiculous run at the, the end of the, the ball game there. And that's a good gateway basketball team. And, and they dispatched Shaler. I mean, I saw Shaler on a tough night offensively in the quarterfinals. Um, but that's a really good Shaler basketball team, too. So Franklin Regional's role when they're playing good basketball I'm just wondering how well they can limit Elijah Guillory. He just committed to Youngstown State yesterday um, as we record this on Wednesday. So that would have been Tuesday right after that win on Monday night. Um, and I know Youngstown was at there. He got the offer on Monday night, committed the next day. So he'll go play there. But, man, is he really, really fun to watch. And, and he could not miss from three the other night. I think it was seven three-pointers in the 39-point effort. Um, that's one of the best performances in a playoff game that I have ever seen. And I I've, I've, haven't been doing this as long as Dawn, but I've, I've been doing high school basketball for 12, 13 years now. Very, very impressed uh, with Guillory's performance. Uh, the other night, and I think this is maybe going to be the best game uh, down there between Franklin Regional and Moon, and we'll get to 6A here in a moment. I think that one's going to be sensational yeah. too, but um, man, Franklin Regional and Moon, I think two of the three, if not the top two teams in Class 5, I think TJ's got an argument in there, um, but TJ's already out, and they'll, they'll go play in the state playoff, but man, is Gildery fun to watch for the people who uh, have not gotten the chance to see him yet. Franklin Regional, I was impressed. Uh, my first chance to see them was in the semifinal victory over Shaler. They defend the basketball uh, tremendously. <clears throat> the, the turnaround is just incredible for the Panthers. Part of it, in talking to their athletic director, Zach Kessler, he was telling me that you know they were off to a good start last year, and then they lost Rowe and Rankin for mm -hmm. the season, like back-to-back -back games or the same game, and then they just – you know, they they just hit a wall and 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 struggled the rest of the way. But they're back, they're healthy, and uh, you can see the difference. Only two losses all year. Uh, Franklin Regional Moon, nine p.m. Friday uh, for that cat fight. Um, the other consolation games. Kyle mentioned Thomas Jefferson. They try to bounce back. As the Shaler, uh, two teams that lost one big, one on heart in heartbreak fashion in the semifinals. Third place consolation, eight o'clock at Shaler on Wednesday. Bethel Park visits Fox Chapel. That's also an eight o'clock start. That's for fifth place. And again, win and you earn a berth in the state playoffs. Lose and your season is over. It is Kiski area visiting Gateway. That is a seven o'clock start on Wednesday. Finally, 6A. Um, probably the matchup that some people felt we might see in the consolation game mm -hmm. is going to be in the championship game. Um, Baldwin, the fourth seed, Upper St. Clair, the third seed, meet for a third time. It will be the rubber game, and it will be for gold. Um, Baldwin trying to win their first ever WPL championship. They've only been to one title game in school history. Um, that one was in uh, 39 years ago, yep. 1985. Um, Upper St. Clair, they have won uh, four championships under Danny Holzer, the latest 2019. USC, 78-71 winners over Central Catholic. Christian Ito, who has been on fire in the playoffs, he had a monster fourth quarter to help Upper St. Clair clear Butler in the quarterfinals, 17 points to lead the Panthers in the semis. Brett Minert with 14, 61-46 uh, Upper St. Clair 
over Central Catholic, avenging a semifinal loss from a year ago. And Baldwin, one of the great stories of this basketball season, 54-52 winners over top seed Mount Lebanon, uh, close throughout. Uh, Nate Wessling, who picked up his fourth foul with about six minutes left in regulation. Coach uh, Jeff Ackerman left him in there, and he responded 25 points, didn't lose any aggressiveness in his game, he, he, despite the fact he was playing with four fouls. And Baldwin, they had to wait 21 years for a playoff victory, only had to wait four days for another one. Um, 54-52 winners over Mount Lebanon. Nine or excuse me, seven o'clock on Saturday for the uh battle of South Hills rivals Baldwin and Upper St. Clair. Yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled to, to be on the call for this one on uh Saturday night. And, and this is a game, Don, you and I had uh at Upper St. Clair, right. and it ended Upper St. Clair's 20 plus game section home win streak that went back years. Uh, and a real good basketball game that was at Upper St. Clair, and, and Baldwin's just making stories now. And, and what a turnaround! and, and Kudos to Jeff Ackerman because, to be honest, and I don't, I don't think anybody at Baldwin will get offended by this. Baldwin was an afterthought in boys basketball for sure. a long time yep. uh, over the course of that 21-year stretch without a playoff win. Uh, they get that first playoff win, and what a story for them last night to beat Mount Lebanon, perfect neutral site for a Mount Lebanon-Baldwin uh, game at, at Bethel Park. That place was packed. It was loud. Um, and, and to have the result of a two-point game and Baldwin to get to go to the championship game for the first time since 85, you wonder how big the bright lights will be down there at the Peterson Event Center for a program and, and guys that haven't been in that situation. Obviously, Danny Holzer has been there, done that. Um, this team for Upper St. Clair is a really good one. Uh, they played two really good games in, in the regular season. I think the big factor is Tyler Robbins. Um, I think we, you and I had talked about that in that first matchup, had to get him involved against Baldwin. I don't think they got him involved enough in that first one. And, and man, if Christian Ito can play like he did in the quarterfinal game that Don and I saw at Upper St. Clair in the fourth quarter, they're going to be really tough to beat. I don't care what kind of storybook season and, and kind of tale Baldwin is telling because Ito, the, I said it on the air, there was not a shot that boy would not take uh, confidently in that fourth quarter uh, in the in the quarterfinal game against Butler. I think this is going to be the best basketball game of the weekend. and I, That's girls or boys. And I, I know I've said that a couple of times that these, some of these games have a chance to be really good. Uh, but two South Hills rivals, I think that gym will be just as packed as it was right before COVID, uh, before Butler, uh, for the Butler boys basketball game when Butler won the title. Um, I forget who they played that year, but uh, man, it, this this has a chance to be a really fun one to be a part of. And I'd hope that anybody that's watching us on on this podcast right now gets a chance to go down there. And if if you don't get a chance, don't pay to watch it. Don't do anything. Bobby Orquist and I got you covered. You just listen and, and we'll tell the story for you. But uh, yeah, really, really excited for this game and two really good basketball teams that get a ton of contribution from different players up and down the rotation and uh, should be a really, really good one. It's a challenge to Panther Nation to, to turn out because if not, you're going to feel like Upper St. Clair is the road team because I guarantee I was so impressed with not only the student body, which was through the roof at Bethel Park in that semifinal win over Mount Lebanon, just the fans in general, a sea of purple. They are going to bring all their purple again to Oakland on Saturday night. So that it's a challenge. It really is for Upper St. Clair fans to make it 
a balanced crowd because there are going to be a ton of Highlander fans in the house for that one. And and you made a point earlier to reiterate, they lost last year to Central Catholic in the quarterfinals, Baldwin that is. So in the 20 years before that, they were only 0-7. So, that, I mean, to that, that's where the program was. It really, they had only made the playoffs seven times in 20 years. And they lost all seven games. Um, so a, a remarkable story. Um, two teams very similar. Um, a lot of players that can handle the rock. The big difference, as uh, Kyle alluded to, uh, is uh, the size advantage for Upper St. Clair. Baldwin neutralized that size advantage yep. in that victory at St. Clair. So uh, we'll see what happens. The greatest quote, one of the greatest questions, yeah, the greatest but one of the best quotes I've had in a in a post game show was um, was Jeff Ackerman uh, after the victory over Mount Lebanon. He said everybody thought this was going to be Upper St. Clair against Mount Lebanon. We are the uninvited guests at the WPIL championship games, and they will. He said we'll be ready to play. Um, should be something special Saturday, seven o'clock. Baldwin against Upper St. Clair only. Only three teams make it from District 7 to the state playoffs in boys 6A. So Baldwin and Upper St. Clair have punched their ticket. The um, third-place consolation game, winning you're in, losing the season's over. Central Catholic at Mount Lebanon Thursday. We will have video of that, uh, video stream of the uh, Vikings-Panthers playing for a state, or the, the uh, Vikings and Blue Devils playing for a state uh playoff berth seven o'clock um at uh, at mount lebanon on thursday night as well so we'll have um audio coverage of 11 of the 12 games this weekend including all three on thursday plus a video stream of that uh, central catholic mount lebanon game coming up kyle great job you smacked a uh, two-run triple to right center field and the pinch hitting rule i'll take it <laughs> through the bases you know what? In arbitration, that'll get you about five point <laughs> eight million. I'd take so, five point uh, eight million. Keep that in mind. Uh, great job, as always. Uh, appreciate it. Um, look forward to uh, your uh, and everybody else's uh, coverage, uh, not only on 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 our uh, website with audio coverage, but also through social media as well. Um, you won't miss a beat. Uh, by checking out the uh, Trib HSSN platforms uh, this weekend. All right, so whether it's Kyle again or Chris next week, we'll recap the championships and get you ready for the PIAA state basketball playoffs. For Kyle Dawson and our producer, Chris Lackner, I'm Don Rebel. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the championships. Rebel Yell Podcast, Trib Live, High School Sports Network.